Hello, everyone. You know what that music means. It's time for a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. Whoa, I had to slow down there. I'm excited. All right. Before we get to news reviews and everything in the scene, the stuff that we will always talk about on Ian Hates Music, once again, I am very, very happy to announce a special guest that I will be talking to on the show today. It's my pleasure to announce that Alan from the band Snow White's Poison Bite is joining me today all the way from Finland. I'm going to try and keep all of this short again. I know I tend to do long intros, so I'm going to try and keep it short. I don't often express to everyone the way that I want to how awesome it is to do this show because I get to talk to all my favorite bands. And this isn't a show for anyone new that's just tuning in. This isn't a show where I have to do any type of schedule. I get to do whatever I want, really. I mean, and that's what's great about it. I get to share great music with people, and I don't get forced into having people on the show that I don't want to. And this just continues that trend because I am such a huge fan of Snow White's Poison Bite. And it was just great to be able to talk to Alan. And some of you may know him as Jeremy 13th. That's his stage name for Snow White's Poison Bite. And it's just awesome to have a chance to talk to him You know, learn more about the music, some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff that you might not know already. And then also, I got to check in with him on how the new album is coming. And I think that's a big thing. I'm not going to give anything away now because you can just listen to the conversation we have in a little bit. So, I just wanted to state once again, I don't know if I say it enough. It's amazing to do this show and to get to talk to so many amazingly talented people and people that I'm such a huge fan of. So it works out great for me. I hope it's working out great for you guys too because hopefully either you already like these bands or you're getting a chance to hear about them for the first time. So make sure, go out and support Snow White's Poison Bite. So if you're interested in anything Snow White's Poison Bite, look up on Facebook, Instagram, check all around. Just look up SWPB, Snow White's Poison Bite. That's what it stands for, SWPB band and look that up check out their music we're going to go ahead and actually play some of the tracks uh some of my favorite tracks anyways going into the conversation with alan we're gonna go old school with the end of prom night and we'll come out of that conversation with will you meet me in the graveyard and then we'll finish off the show with lurking inside of you so make sure you support snow white's poison bite they definitely deserve it I hope you enjoy the conversation I had with Alan as much as I did. I'm sure you can tell my enthusiasm uh, throughout the talk. So without further ado, let me throw it to the conversation. Then myself, Ty, and Jackson will be back with news, album reviews, stories, whatever we really feel like in the music scene. So that'll be after the conversation with Alan. So here's the end of Prom Night. It's the end, it's the end of Prom Night. It's the end, it's the end, it's the end. You're not gonna be the homecoming queen tonight Let's go! It's from 9.6pm She's waiting for her day to pick her up in a fancy car The captain of the
Thank you very much for joining me. I am here with Alan from Snow White's Poison Bite. Welcome to the show, Alan. I'm very, very happy that you're able to join me. Hello. Thanks for having me, in. You're right now currently in Finland, right? I'm currently in Finland. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to congratulate you on, I think, being the first international guest on Ian Hates Music. So thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Great so to be here. I guess let's jump into some things because I know we had talked back and forth before, so we kind of went through some questions. I wanted to ask you the origin of the name Jeremy 13th. Is that your normal stage persona name? Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, something that I used like over the years and uh, just to get like this kind of alter ego thing going and like it, it's just something I used through like all this horror stuff that we were doing at the time and uh, uh, with the whole face paint and all that, I think it was uh, this kind of character that I just had in my mind, and that's where it came from, basically. And like, obviously, the thirteen number is like this kind of cliche horror thing, I guess. So, <laughs> gotcha. uh, uh, it it was a cool thing, and it worked. People like it, and like many people still know me from that name and don't use the Alan name, but it's all good. Both are good. I wasn't actually sure. I know we spoke about it because a lot of people, when they have that alter ego character, they like to go by that no matter what if you're talking about the music. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Was there a reason for the name Jeremy? Oh, well, because like uh, Jeremy is like my second name, Alan Jeremy Cottrell. So then I just came came up with uh, the Jeremy 13th oh, thing okay. uh, for, uh, and on the last album, obviously, it was a huge, huge deal for that. Yeah, because it's, it's even in the, uh, the song, one of the tracks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just a way to have that character come out, I guess. It's very nice. And I can tell, and I'm sure the audience can tell, that you do have an accent. I had read that you were born in England but moved to Finland at a very young age, and that's where you are right now. Uh, what mm -hmm. was that transition like, and did it have an effect on your music taste? Yeah, well, I'm originally from uh, Leicester. In England. Uh, now, uh, let me let me stop you right there, real quick. I know you uh, get it a lot, but are you a football fan? I I get this a lot over here as well. <laughs> Everyone's like, "You're from England. You're into football, right?" And I'm actually not that into football. Sorry. Okay. I know. Oh no, no, you don't have to apologize. It's once you uh, hear Leicester now, every single person asks about them winning last year. So that's why I was asking. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I was just watching the re the recent. Uh, football games with uh, Portugal and all that oh, going sure. on and uh, like the bigger games but I don't follow football that much but yeah I'm totally totally a hockey dude living in Finland like hockey is just the way to go and I'm just really into that game so oh very nice yeah 
Oh yeah, but what was the question, man? Oh sorry, yeah, <laughs> I I tend to go off on tangents from time to time. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, so, uh, what was that okay. transition like uh, with your music taste from going from England to Finland? Like, was there any connection between the two of kind of what you started listening to to what you're listening to now? Um, well, I don't really think there was. Like, obviously, in high school, you just catched on to what everyone else was listening to, and. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I moved moved to Finland when I was like seven, and I've lived there ever since. Like my mom moved here, and then we lived there with my stepdad, and it's been a very nice, very nice country to live in. And like growing up has been very good, and all that here, and there's been lots of opportunities and all that. But like music-wise, in high school, like I've been through so many different music genres over my lifetime that. It's, <laughs> Hard to like pinpoint one specific oh, sure. thing. So, but obviously, like I went through the death metal scene, the metal scene, the new metal scene, and oh, every, yeah. every everything, everything, man. I, I just love music, and I think it comes out in our music in a certain way. Like, it yeah, definitely does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's no doubt about that. You can hear a lot of different genres in uh, Snow White's Poison Bite. There's no doubt about that. So yeah, that's that's especially why I want to ask that. Do you actually have yeah. any major musical tastes, like influences, like bands that you actually have enjoyed growing up with? And is there anything you're listening to now? Um, well, well, like I said, like uh, first thing like in high school, obviously, when all these new Finnish bands were coming up, like uh, Children of Bodom or Nightwish and him and Oh, sure. Bands like that. When, when like these bands weren't even that known, like, like now, obviously they're huge. But back in the day, like, that's what everyone was listening to when I was in high school. So obviously, I caught on to that. But then through that, you like caught on to other things. And then, like, when the early two thousands came around, like Woodstock days and all that, you'd be going through the new metal scene and listening to Corn and Limp Bizkit and just going through all these different genres when you're like growing up like even like the glam scene and everything like i just listen to pretty much anything and everything i don't like i can't pinpoint what's been this massive huge thing for me oh sure and obviously the horror punk scene and just all these different things that have just impacted me in different ways yeah, so. oh, okay. Are there any specific bands that you tend to listen to now? I know you mentioned the new metal scene. There's kind of a resurgence coming out right now uh, with some bands like My Ticket Home and Kane Hill. Are there any ones yeah. that you listen to currently? Uh, I don't. I don't listen to uh, current music that much. To tell okay. The truth. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally focused on what what I'm going to do next, and I think what we're going to do next is going to like without sounding too cocky. We're definitely going to blow people away with this one. Oh, that's awesome. All right, we're definitely going to get to that. I don't want to rush through questions, but I definitely want to get there. So <laughs> I'm very excited to hear about that. Uh, let me ask you this, though, uh, before we get to that. How did you get to music, or how did you get into music in general in the first place? Um, well, that all started, uh, I think I was like probably 10, around 10. I was like... Well, my stepdad always had this acoustic guitar and I'd like mess around with it, but then uh, my friend had an electric guitar and like, my nan from England, like she's always been really, she's like the only musical person in our family, like played piano and stuff like that. And okay. She heard, that, like, 
She heard that I was into like music and stuff, so she immediately bought me a guitar and when she was over in Finland one summer and since I got that guitar I just started playing and like I never really got in bands or anything because I was like at the time I was like not as good as everyone oh. else. So, <laughs> like this is my first band anyway I've ever like I started. So yeah. Um so yeah, I just just got she bought me that guitar and I just started recording things on the cassette player back in the day. If kids know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They're they're gonna have to do their research on that. Yeah, so but yeah, yep. it's it's been a long long road, but here I am. Yeah, kind of crazy because, yeah, I was doing my research because I've been a fan of yours for a long time. And I was wondering. Uh, thank you very much. Thank oh, you very much. Oh, absolutely. I'm very, very happy to have you on the show and to expose you to more people, hopefully. You have a very, very passionate fan base. But uh, yeah. I think it's yeah. just going to get even bigger with the release of this new album. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, like, like with this band, like, we're, we've been around, like, for a long time, like the first EP was done in like 2007, and the second one came out of that. But like that was all like they were like the first first six real songs that I ever wrote, and I was much younger then. <laughs> I didn't like understand that much about what needed to be done and what didn't. <laughs> oh sure. But but anyway, like people were really passionate about them songs, and then like in 2010, obviously the first. Uh, full-length album came out, the Christy Killings album, and mm-hmm. like we're just a band from Finland, and like the American kids went crazy. For oh that yeah, yeah they album. did. Like, <laughs> like internet, internet-wise, but we still didn't like explode that much. And then after that, three years went by, and we got the Victory deal. Yep. And that album did really well. Like we got millions of views on uh, <clears throat> on that video, and the other videos almost got millions of views as well. So. I think we're doing pretty well, but we've, we're still yet to break that point where we're actually, uh, we can say we're like doing this and touring more. Yeah. Uh, I think we're doing pretty well. Like, and it's all because of the fans. And they really, for some reason, everything that this fan released, they like really catch on to it. And I just think they can like really feel the passion that I give towards the songs and all that. And that's really something special that I don't see maybe that many these days. Oh yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with how unique you are and how unique the sound is. I think that has a lot to do with it for sure. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, uh, I've always, always tried to, as much as possible, uh, do, do like what I feel I, I would like to do with music because there's so many bands these days, especially at, like I think they, most of them are like the same in a way so oh, sure. i really like i really like uh the last album because it was different but then again uh, i don't want to repeat repeat that again and this one's going to be uh like i said mind-blowing oh, that's <laughs> awesome that is awesome uh let me go back just a second because you had mentioned playing guitar when you do see those videos from past singles that you've released you're no longer playing the guitar, it seems. Is there a reason for that change? Do you do guitars in the studio, but then when you perform live, you're the vocalist? Is there any story behind that? Well, not much. I, don't, I couldn't say there's much of a story, but like I said, with this band, I think it's really important to know that uh, you can really 
go back on YouTube or wherever and you can really see the history of this band. Like we're not a band that's just popped up one day with a, one album and and just got big, you know. We, right. This is a band. This is a band that you can go on YouTube and look back and like see how different it was when we started. Well, when this band name started, um, and um, it's really got a history. So back in them days, uh, I was playing guitar, and we had another screamo singer, and yep. we were doing doing what we thought was good back in them days. And obviously now it's. Uh, much different to what we're going to do next and what we've done on the past two albums and uh, it's it's been like just this kind of learning period and a growing period of finding for example the right people and the people who really do want it there's been people who don't really want it and have been in the band and have left the band but i've always always uh, had the decision to uh, keep this dream alive and move forward no matter what yeah. So, uh, and that's what I'm going to continue doing. And uh, but it's really cool that you can look back and see me with the long haircut or whatever, <laughs> or, or see like the difference difference of the band. And I think that really surprises people. They're like, "Oh, their old stuff is shit," but then they listen to the new <laughs> stuff, and they'll be like, "But I really like this one." But then some people would be like, "I don't like the new stuff, but their old stuff is really good." You know? No, so very true. I think that's really, really special for us to have, like, something like that. And I'm really proud of it as well. So. Oh, I totally agree. And I agree you should be. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, do, you, do you remember, like, what Pantera looked like before their Cowboys of Hell days? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, like that kind of stuff, you know? Like, you just look, you look back and it, what was I thinking? <laughs> so, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. So, but it's all good. It's all good. And, uh Without without that, we wouldn't. This band wouldn't be where it is now. So exactly, yeah, the very true, very true. Now I wanted to mention too. Uh, you have a very unique voice. I really enjoy it, especially with the older stuff. But I did have a question: Will you be changing that a little bit on the new album? And how do you take care of your voice on a regular basis so that you can perform live and perform in the studio? Um. Well, I pretty much. Um, I don't know. <laughs> how, how, how to explain the voice thing like people do say it's really unique and everything when we were doing that album like the gruesome album is totally different like vocal wise to the christy killings album right um it, it was just something that i tried and again i didn't just want to be a regular screamer and all that and just scream through a whole album and i was just trying to do weird spooky sounding voices i guess and it just turned out it just turned out that way like really naturally like again like some people really hate it and some people like think it's really original and good but i i really don't care at the end of the day it's exactly. just like it's just like it came out that way and and it did what it did yep and um yeah but i can sing in like many different ways and this next album again is going to be different again. I'm not going to do the same thing, but there is going to be probably aspects of that kind of vocal tone in it. Okay. But, but uh, we're definitely going to surprise people with this one. Now, is there any way that you keep your voice healthy? Like, have you ever had any issues where your voice has gone out or there's something not sounding right and you had to do something different? Oh, no, not really. Oh, that's great. Uh, I don't. Um, 
I, I would like to take a few vocal lessons some day, I guess, but I haven't done that yet. I've just always, always gone on the fact that I think singing is a, as long as you're not like hurting yourself and I've got nothing against like, obviously it's good to take vocal lessons and stuff like that if, if that's what you want to do and it's probably something that I should do to uh, get even better as well. But like, for me, it's more about like, as long as you know that you are doing it right and you're not hurting yourself, then I think it's more about just the passion and just the emotion. And I think that's where music should come from. Like all my music comes through that passion and emotion and straight from the heart. And it's just such a pleasure to like release these songs like and look back over the years and see how many people like have liked them because they're just songs that have been written in Finland in my bedroom back in the days and then like you see a million views on some of that just means the world to me so thanks to everyone for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, you definitely have, like I mentioned, you definitely have that unique voice. I'm looking forward to hearing what the new stuff sounds like. And yeah, it is funny to think how big you've gotten from being in Finland. I guess the internet definitely helps with that for sure, but you definitely deserve it as well. So I guess the question too, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit for a second. You, you mentioned before that uh, you have a very big following in the States as well. How did you... How did you do that transition touring wise? Like, what was it like touring in the States compared to playing in Finland and playing in other countries? Um, playing in the States was, it is definitely the place for us. But obviously, then getting, the, getting there is always like the trouble. The last album, obviously, I've just got to say, like, Victory Records was totally great to us. Oh, like, good. they totally took care of us flight wise to get over there because obviously that is really expensive and, uh, uh, definitely a good label for us to be on. Like, really looked after us on that tour and uh, made sure we had everything all right and made sure we got home all right as well. So, uh, oh, with without that kind of support, things again would be much harder for us. So again, that's something to uh, for us to be grateful and uh, to have, to have a label. Like, there's many bands out there who don't even have a label. So, to be on a label like that uh, is very very good for us. But but yeah, like I said, like this band really isn't that that big yet, and like the only people we've had working for us is us, like us ourselves, like just doing stuff on the internet, and then like whatever Victory's done, obviously they release the album and that, and they do some promotion and all that. But other than that, like it's all just happened because of the people, you know. Like sure. I, the way I picture it is like, what would happen to this band if? more people like people in the business would uh, like dare to take us on and help us out and see how big we can get this but for some reason like i've tried tried with some people and people just won't take the band on for some reason but but that's going to change oh yeah and i and i, I just feel like the power of fans and everything will, will change that eventually so. That makes total sense to me, and that's what the hope is, right? I mean, the hope is that you get to continue to get bigger while keeping control of what you're doing and still being able to do what you want. Yeah, and I mean, there's only there's like a certain amount, a certain amount of like uh, work you can do yourself, but then after that, obviously, this business is a very hard business, and you need uh, you need professionals aboard, like with you, to help you out more and all that. So. Uh, I'm I'm hoping we can get more of a more of a team team to latch onto the band and uh, we can then 
take things much further than they are now. So. Absolutely. Let me take a step back then, too. Just when did you decide to actually create the band? And then how did you know in what direction? Obviously, you had your influences, which we talked about. But how did you decide on, was it like an organic process of deciding on what direction the band would go in? Like, how did you kind of all come together and go in the direction you decided to go in? Um, well, obviously, back in the days, we were listening to whatever stuff we were listening to then. And then. It's, it hasn't. It's never really been like this decision to do do this then and do this now. It's it's more like in that time, what happened happened, and then what's happening now is happening. Like <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm I'm never never gonna like uh, like be be this same band constantly. And that's like I explained earlier. Like I really like how you look back on this band and see how it's changed and like. Like this album's going to be different to the last one. The next album is going to be different to this one that's coming out. So right. it's hard. I can't really explain it in any okay. way. Yeah, that's not a problem. Well, let me ask you this. Is there is one thing that hasn't changed, at least that I can tell anyways from my, from my research and when I started listening. Uh, the oh, name, yeah. Snow White's uh-huh. Poison Bite. Where did that come from? Uh, that came back in uh, 2007 like when I was thinking about starting my first band ever oh yeah <laughs> and um i just had these lyrics that i've written for uh some song i don't know what it was anymore but it was uh now i've lost now i've lost my snow white from her deadly poison bite and that oh. like refer that referred to like the snow white disney story i was like always really into them films oh okay like when I was younger, my granddad and nan used to like play them to me all the time. So I don't know, it just came out in them lyrics. And then I was like, mate, Snow White's Poison Bite out of that because it's got like this uh, good and evil side to it for me. <laughs> like, obviously, Snow White being good and then the witch giving them the poison apple to bite and all that. Like, it, and it just felt immediately like a good bad band name. So. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's attention grabbing, and yeah, then people can think back to their days where they love those type of movies as well, and kind of yeah, look at the great. lore. Yeah, they're very great, great stories. So, so yeah. Knowing that's Disney and everything, do you actually follow any of the Disney stuff now? Uh, yeah, actually, I do, and like, um, like the, the Pixar movies and everything. Like, I think, think like the kids movies these days. Are, made mostly for grown-ups as well right so, so they've got some really good stuff in them and they're funny so yeah i'm a big movie guy i like to watch movies and, okay yeah very yeah. nice so i did want to ask you so you mentioned you had your two eps you have the full length the first full length the story of christy killings and then featuring dr mm-hmm. gruesome and the gruesome gory horror show what were the differences of recording were there any differences label wise when you went to Victory? Because I know they released the record on Victory, but did they help you with any of the recording of that? Um, well, yeah, the, fir- the first EP we, uh, back in the day was done just ourselves, and we printed, printed that out ourselves. Oh, very there's, nice. only like, there's only like 100 copies of them. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to find, that is for sure. So that's a very, like, if fans didn't know that, then that's a very rare 
if Rare EP has got the Sleeping Beauty song on it, So Cinderella and Tragedy of Love Lost song on it. Yep. And they're like seriously the first three songs that I've ever written. That's, <laughs> so, pr- that's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, and then after that, we uh, won this Finland what, Finland-wide band contest in Finland. And we got signed to a label in Finland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we released the drama group Stereo. Right. And we did them song, them four songs, and there was an acoustic version of the Sleeping Beauty song on that. So sure. A- after that, things changed, and uh, obviously, obviously, uh, our old singer left, and then the rest of the guys who we had, we continued forward with that and did the Christie Killings album, and uh, uh, that was written back back in think uh, yeah the more. When was it released? 2010. Yeah, 2010. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so two, 2009. Uh, and that pretty much started started the band for me, anyway. Okay. Uh, and then three years went by. That band expanded, uh, and I uh, still wanted to continue, even so. Right. So uh, I got our current bass player, Hanul, who's with us now. Oh, okay. And we we had some other dudes who really didn't obviously know what they want to do with their lives. Oh, sure. And we were doing that album, and uh, then we went into the studio, recorded that, and we had the like, uh, US tours coming up and everything, and then we had like two people <laughs> leave, leave <laughs> that band as well. So so uh, we had to get other people to come and join us, like just friends, like, oh, can you come and help us out so we can do this tour? And then... This, uh, Buddy Andre and oh, that's crazy. Them like yeah, great dudes. They came to help us out and, and do that. So uh, so yeah, that was that was that. And then uh, yeah, what am I blabbering about now? <laughs> yeah, we. I totally went off your question now, but we oh, did no, that tour. Fine. We did that tour, and then we came back from that tour. And now now obviously we've been away for a few years because of uh, obviously. My, the normal lifestyle of going to work and all that and uh, I just really really felt like it was time to uh, really just take a small break from the band and get a decent group together and uh, we've got some really really good people in the band now oh great so but yeah Han was, Han was still with me and we've, we've been uh, keeping it together and all that so uh, yeah so who did you end up filling the rest of the band out for this? Like, do you see this as being the kind of solid lineup, or do you see there possibly being more changes where you're kind of the lead? Uh, well, I, obviously, like writing songs and all that isn't a problem with band members and that, because I write all the songs for this band and the lyrics and all that. So. Oh, good. I wanted to go uh, into that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not really a problem, but it's uh, just like finding a like solid group of people. Like Hanlon has been in this band longer than any original member has been in this band, so I really consider like him to like be one of the original band members in a way. But sure. back in the day, like every one of us and everyone who's been in this band was obviously younger, and people people probably aren't sure about things. But like it's this weird process of just going through different people and like some people find the band members straight away and they go with that band but then some people like Marilyn Manson and change their band members <laughs> sure. 
all the time, you know? I think that dude's had a lot of bad memories. Oh, well, so. he's had a ton. That is, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. So, so uh, I don't know. Some people say it's because of me, but I totally, <laughs> I totally know, uh, know that it's not the fact. So, uh, good, good. Don't read the internet too much, kids. Yeah, no, it's, it's a tough place out there, that's for sure. Yeah, but like, I, I wish the best for everyone who's ever done anything towards this band, and I hope they can do the same for me, so I'll, I'll leave it in for last. Oh, absolutely. You touched on writing all the songs, writing the lyrics. I did want to ask you about that writing process. It seems to me, and maybe I'm missing something, but it seems to me that at least your full lengths have been relatively on the concept album side. Is that true? Um... Yeah, I think the story of Christy Killings was uh, definitely one for all of our young, younger uh, followers, and uh, they really connected to that character. Yeah. In a way. And that was like back in the days. I just thought, let's write this story about this like kind of uh, just this girl who's got a bunch of issues and like someone can just relate to that and like make it into more of a horror horror themed thing and. That worked. Then after that, like the Doctor Gruesome thing, it's just like a character, like he's on the on the cover of yeah. the album and all that. It's just this like kind of goofy, funny thing that I thought <laughs> would be. Sure. It, and it worked again. People totally into it. So I, this this album is not not going to be like that. Okay. Uh, it's it's I can't really even. Play. I can't <laughs> say. I don't want to give anything away. But, right. But yeah, they were they were concept albums in a way. In a way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is your normal way of writing? Is it one of those things where you sit down and you kind of just hash everything out in one sitting that you can? Do you kind of bounce ideas off of people and then go from there? Like, do you get the music first and then get the writing, or do you kind of start writing first? Um. Well, it's a weird process. I, I never have any like certain way of writing the music first and then writing the lyrics on top of that or writing lyrics first. It's more of like just uh, putting little tiny pieces together like week by week. Okay. So like the last uh, six months I've been writing this album basically because uh, a year back I was writing stuff, but that stuff has has been put away. Oh, okay. I like kind of just started over and uh, kind of let go of all the boundaries of what what I had in my way and just did what I wanted to do and not what is trendy at the moment or anything like that. Just like just wanted to do something really more original or something that's really, really, really going to shock people. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah. Well, um, but yeah, for writing songs, I just like I'll have a riff or some lyrics. Or I'll probably have a chorus or something, and just like da 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 da, just like <laughs> I just like hum it or some. Uh, I hum them down, hum ideas on my phone, like if I'm in the shop or anywhere, and then I'll come home and just record these like demos on my computer, and then we'll we'll like everything's all ready, and then we'll just do it better in the studio. Oh, okay. So that's. No specific way. It's always an interesting process for me. 
also when you get your ideas you just make sure that you've got them down and then you take them back and then you kind of go into the recording process so that is interesting stuff yeah we, a thing like that halloween like off the last album the halloween means death song was like written in like three days just oh okay quickly real real quick one and real good one of good songs yeah it worked we we've been teasing it a little bit uh, well probably a lot through this conversation uh but what can you tell us about the new album uh and i know you don't want to give everything away but what can you let people know about wow without giving anything away well, yeah, like well, said. <laughs> yeah you can give everything away if you want to i'd be very excited <laughs> I, yeah. I know i know you want to keep um, some things uh as a surprise uh, i'd just like to say be very very excited for this release is like I said, I don't want to sound too cocky, but I'm really, really, really happy with this one. And it, again, it's going to set us apart from what everyone else is doing. And uh, keep, just keep your eyes open for it. And we're really going to change the game with this one. I can promise you that much. So. Very nice. Can we say that it would be coming out this year? Or is it more of a next um, year? I, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get it out in time for this year. I've, okay. I've, I was aiming for that, but like next year, next year definitely. All right, that makes sense. What about, I would assume that after the album comes out and after everyone gets a chance to really sink their teeth in, that you would do hopefully some type of a touring thing. Do you normally look forward to tours, especially when you have new music coming out? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely once we like get, get in touch with the label and all that and uh, talk, Talk, talk more of a plan through with them. We'll know more what we're doing, but just for now, it's just uh, basically uh, me finishing uh, these stems off. Like sure. everything, everything's pretty much done, like demo-wise. Like I'm going to be finishing off some vocal stuff, just to do scratch vocals and stuff, and then then we'll record the whole thing and send it to the label, and they'll release it, and then we'll tour as much as we can. So I hope. I hope this album would be the big album for us to, like us, like we talked about earlier, to like get more people to help us out and get us the right contacts in the industry and just take it to the next level. Absolutely. So. Just one more thing on a tour, just because I really like asking this and I'm, I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. For this one, you've got new music coming out obviously and you're excited to get that out to everyone especially since it sounds like it's going to be a game changer i'm very excited when you're out touring do you have an idea if one of these new tracks are going to be one of your favorites to play live or right now do you have a favorite track that you always look forward to sharing with everybody uh no not really uh just in a in a whole the whole album is gonna these are like big words for me to say because obviously this can turn around in my face and no one's no one's gonna really give a shit. But I just I I believe I believe in this music and I've always believed in this band just because of the past right. and the results that we've got uh, with the small amount of health that we've had. Uh, I can say that this this is gonna change the game and blow everyone away. I've said it now. No, that's that's great. That's gonna be the main soundbite that comes out of here for sure. Yeah. That, no, I. And I'm like, I don't want to sound too cocky or, or sound like a, like an idiot or anything, but we really believe in what we have, and it's something really special. And if the kids liked what we've released previously, then they're gonna like 
totally fall in love with this new album. Believe me, I've said it. I've said it multiple times already. I'm extremely excited. I mean, I was very much looking forward to talking to you about this because this is one of my most highly anticipated albums in years. I can't wait. Believe me, with all you're saying right now, it's just making me more excited for it. So I appreciate hearing that because I'd rather have you cocky about it than be mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm really not sure. I'm taking more time because I don't think this is going to work out very well. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, like the first album came out in 2010. Right. We did what we did with that. Like three years goes by, we release the next album, and like our fans are still into us. Like, and our band, like we talked about, our band isn't even that big yet. Like, what band goes away three years and then releases an album and like you've still got people following you? Right. Right. You know? And we haven't really exploded in any way. And like now, since the last album, almost three years has gone by. And now we're going to release another album and people have been sending me messages on Facebook, like on our site yeah. through the year, like asking when's the album coming out. And like people still give a shit even though we're not doing anything, you know? Oh, very true. Very true. Yeah. Like, and most people don't go get that even if they are doing stuff, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. again, that, that like proves again that we've really, really got a like super hardcore following and all that. So No, you're it's absolutely gonna, right. It's gonna be worth the wait, I promise everyone that. No, people are going to be very happy to hear that. So to finish out this conversation, I do normally like to, because I have a, a movie show that I do, I kind of want to ask you, especially with the horror concepts and everything that you've gone through with Snow White's Poison Bite, are you a horror movie fan? Oh, yeah, definitely. Are there any major favorites that you have? Is there anything recently that you've enjoyed? Because I know horror is a tough genre because if you get it wrong, you really get it wrong. But if you get it right, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, well, recently, I probably couldn't get it that right if I go for recent <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> the recent stuff for me uh, isn't really, really that great. But like, obviously, like the 80s, 90s stuff, like Elm Street movies. Yep. First, El- first Elm Street movie is great. Uh, just um, the Friday the 13th movies, obviously, then, like, just like really, I call them like crappy crappy movies like basket <laughs> case and things like that ah and sure okay like, like really funny goofy goofy movies from right. that era are really really good like reanimator is one of my favorites ah so, sure yeah absolutely so all that kind of stuff from that era is what i'm totally into and what i like was super scared of when i was a little kid <laughs> oh right right so, yeah uh, but but yeah I've, I've watched all some of the new movies as well and like it's, it's good, but it's so different. It's more like computerized stuff. And like back in the days, they used to really make and sculpt things out their hands, like with their hands and all this. So it, was, right. it, was cool. it was cool back in the days. But, so yeah, I'd go for stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, now it's more the, if they don't do the big budget, they just rely on the jump scares. And it's just oh, not yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. Right. This might be a little cliche as well, talking about the horror stuff and everything, but are you a uh, Stephen King fan at all? Because I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Uh, I'm really bad at reading books. You know? <laughs> I don't really read books that much, but I, I, I know who the dude is. And I've, uh, like, I've watched the Cujo movie and uh, obviously <laughs> the Pet Cemetery and all that. Right. Uh, what, what else? Probably like The Shining yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Shining, obviously, uh, great, great 
Right, go on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I just—it's always that cliche. If you if you like horror, if you're doing that, then maybe you like Stephen King. I always like to ask that. Now, uh, Alan, I think we're all set. I wanted to ask you though. I, first of all, I want to thank you very much uh, for taking oh, time thank out. Thank you very much. Oh no, this was this was my pleasure. Really, I can't even tell you. Especially after just talking with you, how excited I am for this new album. Can you let people know right now what's the best way to support you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, I think just like our social media page, like Facebook is the one that we're like really going to start promoting everything from. Like obviously now it's been quiet because uh, we're concentrating on getting everything else right sure. for the album. So, uh, but like I think everybody has been doing what needs to be done and they, people who like our band, just tell everyone else how much they like our band and that's what's been happening and that's something that I really need to let people know is that I'm extremely grateful for that because without them people, um, this band wouldn't be where it is now. Like I said, it's not it's not a big band yet. We're we really haven't quite really broken through anything yet. So, but because of the fans, uh, this is still alive. Right. And, uh, we've got the best fans ever. So. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to be a part of that too because I mm -hmm. am. Like I said. When I do conversations for Ian Hates Music, it's because I love the band. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't really want anyone on this show that I, don't, that I don't actually like. Once again, I thank you very much. I'll have description links for a whole bunch of stuff so that people can find everything that you're doing. And that mm -hmm. way, people can get even more excited for the new album and keep begging you for it because I think that's, that's what people are going to continue to do either way. Yeah. Alan, thank you very much for being on Ian Hates Music. I had a great time, and I hope you did too. Yeah, thank you very much. I had a great time, and uh, thank you to all the fans. Thank you very much.
I shall rise from the grave. And welcome back, everyone. Thank you very much to Alan of Snow White's Poison Bite. That was great. I really enjoyed that conversation, and I'm a huge fan. But we're going to hold off for now. We'll talk about this a little bit later. But first, let's get into the actual show. We're going to do news. We're going to do reviews. We're going to do everything. So let me introduce Ty and Jackson. Ty, how are you doing? I'm good, Ian. What's up? Uh, nothing much. What about you, Jackson? Doing great on my end. How are you guys doing? Very nice. Very nice. This is working. Uh, I think this is sounding good for everyone. I'm breaking the fourth wall. I'm deadpooling this again. <laughs> Have a brand new mixer. Hoping this is all sounding good. We're taking a risk here because I'm doing another show right after this. So we'll see how this goes. But Let I guess. Learn. All right, Ty, let's start with you. What do we got for news? News is uh, Victory Records speaking now about the lawsuit that they have with a data remember that's been going on for years now, claiming they sustained damages of a million dollars because of supposed breach of contract. So, yeah, my take on the whole situation is being that Victory Records has so much bad history with bands in the past, I think it's hard to believe that Victory Records is coming out as, like, the the right person in that situation. It takes two to tango, and I think Victory is going to, like, be the one that's being going against them since everybody loves a day to remember so much. Well, yeah, I guess that's the tough part. And what's actually kind of interesting is, so I just talked to Alan of Snow White's Poison Bite, and he was talking about how great victory has been for his band and how much they've helped. It, it's hard because you hear a lot of these stories. I mean, we didn't even go into the exotype story from before because there are so many different sides to everything. Remember that mm-hmm. one, exotype and rise, and there were a bunch oh, yeah, of that's different right, stuff. Right. Yeah, there's a bunch of different storylines with that, and so I don't really know. But I thought it was interesting that they just started talking because they really didn't mention, you know, maybe there's a statute of limitations or they got somewhere in whatever case that they were able to talk about it. But they haven't really said anything for a long, long time, and then a day to remember isn't saying anything back right now. So not really sure what the deal is. Yeah, I thought it, I thought the lawsuit would have been settled a long time ago since a data member is still continuing on releasing music on their own label imprint, ADTR Records, and having distribution from like other type of labels. Like for this release that's coming up, they have distribution from Epitaph. Right. Yeah, I wonder what their deal is. I know 
that a big thing for a big thing for victory was that the merchandise sales killed them pretty much. I mean, that's what they said in the statement anyways, is that they lost so much money with those merch sales. And I can understand that because a date a data remember certainly sells a lot of merch. Yeah, I don't, I never understood how you lose money by merch sales. And well, being that a data member is so popular that everyone just buys like every single thing. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can imagine is that <laughs> they they put more money into the merch than they're able to sell, I guess. But that's well, exactly what I was about to say. That's yeah. the only way you could come up to where you're losing money with that. Right, that's what it seems like. So I mean, hey, I guess my main thing about bringing this up and I know you guys were bummed about it too was to find out without an actual announcement, you know, the new A Day to Remember album was supposed to come out this Friday, August 19th, and now it's been pushed back to September 2nd. Um, I guess there's some underlying issues going on with that, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, for those yeah, who still I'm... listen to them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Ty, you're you're not a fan anymore? Oh, uh, they lost me after Homesick, so yeah, just to clarify it. Wow, yeah, that's like common courtesy. That's far back, I know. I enjoy some songs, but not really like, yeah. Oh man, it's okay. That's no, why I'm we have a pretty big a day to remember fan, actually. Oh, same here. I mean, as soon as I heard that announcement about the new album, I got like the best merch bundle they possibly had. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> but somehow they're losing money when there's Ian's out there. I know there are all those Ian's buying this. <laughs> I'm such a mark for all this stuff. I buy so many merch bundles. Like I just want. The bands to know that I support them, I guess. Yeah. Hey, that's a good way to think of it. I think that is the way now that bands really know, like, project how much they're actually going to sell that first week is by doing mm -hmm. those bundles and by doing those pre-orders. So I figure that's probably the best way to do it is to make sure that they've got that number kind of concrete and not just listen to Spotify. Yeah. So the money can go directly to them instead of just going through money, like by streaming and stuff like that. Exactly. Well, I guess we can wait. Everyone except for Ty can wait until <laughs> September 2nd. But Ty, I know you'll listen to it because we're definitely doing a review for the show. There's oh. no doubt about that. Yeah. So we'll yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Y'all good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one other piece of news that I definitely wanted to go into was so at the end of the show last week, we talked about how Nine Shrines had that EP misery coming out and we had actually talked about that a couple times on the show in the last couple months i believe they put out that track king of mercy and i like that track ty i know you liked it uh jackson i'm not sure i don't think you got a chance to listen to it right no i didn't but recently i did and i actually really enjoyed it and kind of bummed out to hear that they took down the ep yeah they took down the song and the ep and it seems to me like they must be working something out with a label so that way they can do maybe a full album or something like that. But that's speculation. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to still remain like an EP, even though I got a chance to listen to at least two songs before they supposedly took the EP down. The first track in King of Mercy. And then I guess that time, by the time they took down the EP, I'm like, at least I got a little bit of um, a taste of it, if you will. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, they might still be an EP, but I'm guessing the only reason why normally a band will take things down from Spotify or from other streaming sites is because they're either having a conflict with who owns it or they're getting ready to re-release it with someone who has backing for them. Yeah, supposedly. So, it was, you know, it's speculation, but we can yeah. hope, you know, I, I was looking forward to this, so we'll just have to wait a little bit longer, basically. I think I posted one thing. I don't know <laughs> if you wanted, guys wanted to talk about it because I thought yeah, it was that's hilarious. Yeah, piece of news. And I don't know. If... <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious, but it's kind of disgusting in a way. But <laughs> but that what got my attention is 
Uh, uh, during the telefest, my the the dirt fest in Michigan, where my friend Matt Dalton, who produces bands like For the Fallen Dreams at Thirty Seven Studios in Michigan, he puts oh, on nice. dirt fest every year. And supposedly a couple was having sex during Attila's set. And Franz was like, if you guys had the baby, make sure the baby is named after him. And it was interesting because I used to manage a band from the Bronx, New York. They made in March. And when they played a Battle of the Bands competition in Brooklyn, supposedly some punk rock couple was having sex on the middle of the, on the floor during their set. So that's what really got my attention. I can say for years and years and years that I have been going to shows where I've probably been to... It has to be a thousand shows and seeing a thousand bands. Like it has to be that much. I have never been to a show that I know of that someone has had live sex. <laughs> but the thing is, they with the they have video footage of it on YouTube, uh, Twitter, or something like that. It's, uh, it took place on the roof of another building across the street from where the Dirt Fed was actually held. Yeah, and see, that's not exactly. I mean, like right there. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. in the crowd like many people would think just by hearing about it. But, I mean, it was a building very close to yeah. the stage. I mean, they, if you can catch it on your video phone, like, you know, <laughs> just on a basic phone, oh, true, I think true. you're pretty close enough. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, some, some person was just like really intrigued by the sex during the set, so he kept zooming in and zooming back. And <laughs> Yeah, it was. I started cracking up as soon as I saw that. I think the closest I've ever seen was probably when uh, Rammstein was on stage. And that oh, was uh, that was them, so <laughs> I think that's the closest we'll, uh, that at least I've I've seen that anyways. And I never made it to the new Woodstock like and all that kind of stuff, but I know there had to have been sex there. Weren't there all those stories about that too? Supposedly, yeah, because it was during like the sixties, early seventies that Woodstock was out, and of course, there's people like that are going to be high off their mind and hippies having sex and whatnot and all that. It was carefree times back then, so I could understand why there would be so much sex back then at live outside shows, but not so much now because everybody's so precautious and all law-driven and all this other stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely different times back then as opposed to now. Well, I like how you went to back then when I said the new Woodstock. Do you remember well, what I'm talking about? Yeah, new Woodstock, I probably they wouldn't be so like uh, like carefree that much anymore, so... No, you don't think. No, for sure. Wait, wait, wait. You guys don't think that during Limp Biscuit's set that people were having sex? <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on now. Well, Limp maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe back in like the 1999 Woodstock days or 98 Woodstock. Well, that's what yeah, I was talking but... about. That's why I said New Woodstock. That was New Woodstock. <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you uh, think I was thinking of having like a Woodstock now? Like they can't do that. Maybe. You <laughs> never know. Hey, I actually got a flyer on my car the other day when I went to one of the local shows in Dallas, and it said, come to Woodstock. What? So there's an imposter out there in Dallas setting up a Woodstock with all sorts of funky oh. bands I've never heard of, and it's called Woodstock. Maybe it's like Wayne's World 2, where they're, if, if they build oh, it, if they, build terrible, it, they will terrible, come. Terrible, terrible sequel ever. Oh, sorry. I just never thought I'd have a Wayne's World 2 reference on the show. So I'm oh, I'm no. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Yeah, Thank it. you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm taking a bow here. All right. So yes, Woodstock. Now let me ask you guys this just real quick. If they did do another Woodstock, let's say they did an official one. So this would be technically, I guess, the third one. Let's say, and not the one in Dallas. Let's say they actually do a, a real whatever <laughs> that one is. Let's say they actually do a real one. Like if it's three days worth of some great, amazing musicians. 
some artists that you love, would you guys make the travel and do three days where you're like camping out and doing all that crazy shit that you used to do? I mean, if it was really worth it, then I would, but I... Well, what what I makes it worth kinda, it? Like like the bands, for example. Like If it was like bands like Soundgarden or anybody from like like early 90s that are still continuing to play music like Alice in Chains and stuff like that, I would definitely make the trip out. But the camping part, not so much because I hate when bugs like kind of stick to my skin when you're trying to camp <laughs> out. And like I would just rather have a hotel room and then just go out of the air-conditioned room and just back into the blazing heat or whatever just to go watch these bands again and just have a lot of bug spray on my skin so i don't have any (laughs) mosquitoes giving me bites and all that stuff so well no wonder you didn't travel to the olympics i completely understand now (laughs) well jackson what about you for me i love going out in tents and the whole nature shit and the whole camping out and all that stuff but for woodstock yeah i would make the trip um of course it would depend on the bands and then of course the money situation well sure sure right but let's say, yeah, I guess what I meant is, yeah, if you if you had technically like unlimited funds kind of thing. And if I had unlimited funds, I would probably go regardless of the bands just to say I went to Woodstock. Right. Yeah. Something like that. And then, yeah, I would assume they'd have a mix of new bands and older bands and everything. I was just surprised, Ty, that you go right to something like Soundgarden as like a mm-hmm. way to bring you there. Yeah. So nothing well, new, nothing new. And I know you do skew a little bit older. Uh, with what yeah. you like i mean there's like very very few new bands that i would consider listening to like a, a diamond in the rough kind of thing or a needle in a haystack so yeah i would just have to dig real deep just to find anything that's good that's new that's out there right now that can really like intrigue my interest no i guess that makes sense yeah i think i think that i would go for sure if the bands were right i i'm yeah. completely fine with i i mean i'm not a huge camping person but I think for the story, like story-wise alone, like I think we would have to go just for the stories for the show. Because, you know, take like some equipment to go ahead and like interview people and have lots of conversations with people. Like I think that's what Sick. makes that whole festival something worthwhile. Yeah, I will bring my uh, Canon T2i and take a couple pictures. There you go. All right. Well, let's see. So I think it was kind of short on news this week, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been dry in the scene. Yeah, it's yeah, been it's a really little dry. Quotations. Is it because Warp Tour just ended? I think yeah. so. It's very strange. I guess everyone's getting ready with their different tours. Everyone's kind of gearing up for yeah, fall. Yeah, I was about to say that it's really all just tour lineups and album releases now. Yeah, nothing huge on the news front. So we'll, I guess we'll continue on. Uh, let's go with new songs right now. And I wanted to mention for sure, friend of the show, Everyone Dies in Utah. They finally were able to premiere Sinners, spelled S-Y-N. RS. They were able to premiere that on Alt Press and they did the whole merch bundles and the album is now coming out on October 7th on In Vogue Records. I, I know we talked to them a long, long time back and I know they've been waiting to put this album out for a really long time. I'm very excited. I really like this track. Uh, it's been a while since uh, people have heard from Everyone Dies in Utah from like 2015 with the tour that they did with Lines Lines because the band that I managed opened that show in Brooklyn. And the one track I like from Everyone Dies in Utah is um, the E.T. cover from Katy Perry that they did that I really loved. That's that's a track you choose? <laughs> the extraterrestrial? Yeah. <laughs> the bad that I know it. Sorry, that made me laugh. No, I love you. I, everyone knows I'm a mark for covers and stuff. But Everyone Dies in Utah is awesome. They talked about on the show about how they weren't a big fan 
of their last album. But mm-hmm. they know that. Like, they know that that is not what they're looking to do. They know what direction they want to go in. And I think this song puts them way back on track. And it made me really excited to hear more stuff. Yeah, hopefully the live show will be a lot better this time around because they put on a pretty good show, but I'm pretty sure with this one and all the uh, attention that they're putting into this album that's coming out now, they're going to probably put a lot more into the, their live performance. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't wait to check them out at So What because I know they'll be there and hopefully they'll yep. be playing songs off the new album besides Sinners. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let us, know how, let us know how that went. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackson's going to have like a whole show review. Like, he's just going to have oh, to go yeah. from front to back without just asking yeah. how the bands are going. And there's a couple friends of the show, too, like Desires and Everyone mm-hmm. Dies in Utah. And I know there's more. I just can't think of it right now. Yeah, that's a huge list. When is that again? October 21st through 23rd, I believe. Oh, very and, nice. Yeah, it's okay. a festival, just like So What. It's like every year they do the So What Music Fest in the ballpark stadium. But then every couple years they do a fall edition like this one. Right. And they've never done it actually in the streets, but yeah. no, this year is going to be legit. I'm really excited for that. And they have a lot more like lower bands. Right. So that's going to be really cool and exciting to see too how they come up. That's going to be a lot. We're going to have to rely on you to tell us a lot of stuff that's going on there. <laughs> Fly down. <laughs> Dude, I want to do that so bad. the money. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> the thing. You talked about, you know, I mentioned unlimited funds before, but that's kind of the issue. <laughs> oh, Especially yeah, yeah. if I'm going to go try and travel for Alisana. It's going to be very yeah. difficult to travel for. Yeah, for that Ian's as well. got a lot of traveling to do. Oh, guys, I got to tell you a terrible story that you guys oh, can wow. laugh at me and the audience can laugh at me for. I know I'm going to get killed for this. So, spell it. Remember, I told you guys about that awesome Emory acoustic show where they're doing like the smallest venues for like 25 to 50 people. Remember how I mentioned yeah, yeah, that? Like a block away from me. So. Yeah, like a block away from me in like one of the smallest venues in Cambridge and, and Boston. I have been so busy doing interview conversations, whatever you want to call them, like scheduling people out. Like we have tons of people that have been recorded that I'm just trying to figure out when to put out everything. Well, guess what? I, for some reason, all of a sudden became dyslexic and read the dates opposite. And scheduled a conversation with someone while the show was going on and completely forgot that the Emory show had happened while I was doing this and didn't find out until a couple of days ago when I was like, oh, let me make sure I have the Emory show in my calendar. Wow. Wow. Yep. That's that's a bummer. Ian hates numbers. It it had never happened. It had never, ever happened to me in my entire life have I ever missed a concert because I forgot. Oh, man. Oh, and you were talking about it so much, too. I hate to hear that. I know. And But look, I did it. I mean, technically, I did it for the show because I got, you know, I got a conversation recorded that will come out, and it's awesome. But damn, man, I was just like, and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get mad. I was just like, right. you're an idiot. <laughs> It's just like if I was just like, you're an idiot. There's no reason to get mad because there's nothing you can do about it. It just yep. passed you by. So you can't get mad over what you can't control. Exactly. That's my story. See, I'm very honest on the show. People can go ahead and make fun of me. It's completely fine. I, I but I do want to ask you guys, has that has anything similar to that ever happened to either of you? Um, not so much because I'm always keeping like notes of like like a calendar or on my phone or something like that. Because every time I RSVP for a show on like on Facebook or online or whatever, it just always automatically gets put on the calendar on my phone. So I'm not really like 
really far off as like missing shows because they always update me. Like I have the Bands in Town app, and they always keep updating. Like, don't forget this show is tomorrow. Oh, don't forget this show was uh, is a week or so from now or right. two weeks from now. So yeah, I'm not really missing any updates on what shows. If I don't have any money to go to them, I'm like, all right, well, let right. them pass it by. Sure. Yeah, I don't think I, that's ever happened to me <laughs> because every time a show's coming up, I'm so excited that, yeah. and plus I don't have a busy schedule like you might have to where I can miss something like that. Like if I have a show coming up in two weeks, that's all I think about for the remaining days till that show. And I don't have a busy schedule to get my mind off that. So yeah, that's uh, never happened to me. Yeah, unfortunately it has been, well, actually, the adult stage yet. well, the- <laughs> that's a good way to put it what i can at least say is it's been good to be busy because of how well the show is doing and everything like that so that is the good part is at least i can say that but it kind of takes away from a story i could tell about the emory show because i'm going to do my tour review for a couple of shows that i just went to and that's what's killing me is i had other shows that i went to i didn't forget about them (laughs) right yeah it would have been way worse if you found out while like watching tv or a movie or something or just chilling at home and you're like oh shit the right. emory concert is going on as we speak and i'm here right and i completely forgot i got to bed late after editing stuff and i was just like oh ho, everything's great like i'm going to bed now i finished up things and yep that's what happened so anyways long story short everyone dies in utah's new album comes out <laughs> october 7th so everyone go get your merch bundles i already did uh, so I hope that you guys can to support friends of the show and we'll probably have them on soon again to kind of talk about everything they went through. Yeah, that would be exciting. We've got another new song now. I'm not sure. Do you guys know Artifacts Perio? Yeah, yeah. I went to go see them when uh, Emery and Norma Jean did their uh, co-headlining tour at, uh, at a spot in Brooklyn called Coco 66. They were opening the show. I really enjoyed those guys. Oh, good. Now, what would you call them? Would you call them like alternative rock post-hardcore somewhere around there yeah a mix of the both with a little bit like an indie vibe kind of thrown in yeah i could see that jackson did you get a chance to listen to their new track no i actually did not and to be honest i've never heard of the band well they're on tooth and nail and just like what ty said post-hardcore alt-rock a little indie mixed in there i'm a real big fan of this band that new track is called soft weapons i had to laugh because i i stuttered over that But I do very much enjoy that track, and I'm looking forward to their new album, Passengers. It's coming out September 9th on Tooth & Nail, so everyone keep your ears open for that. They might even release like another track, who knows. But I know I'm excited. Ty, you said you're excited as well? Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, anything from Artifacts Perio. And then Jackson, you got to start listening. Yeah, that's definitely a band I got to check out. But yeah, that's. uh, I think that covers new songs as well. There wasn't wasn't that much there. So yeah. let's let's do this. Let's go into tours, and then I've got my review because I'm sure you guys are going to have some questions about the concerts that I went to. Uh, September 24th, there's a really great festival coming to Dallas called Texas Mutiny, and it's got Avenged Sevenfold, Deftones, Chevelle, Pierce the Veil of Mice and Men, Ghost, Amity Affliction, Neck Deep, and I Prevail, and that is a must-show go for me. A must-show go? Yeah, that must is a show must go. <laughs> must go show actually you know what i want that to be your new catchphrase that is must a show must go. show go yeah that is a official must show go that is my first must show go by the way nice yeah any fans of hell yeah and uh skin dread out there please go check those bands out 
Oh, they're going to yeah, be there too? I forgot to mention them too, yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I had no idea Skindred was still around. Yeah, Babylon was like the uh, masterpiece album in 2004, but Hell Yes <laughs> albums I never really got into. No, I can understand that. Yeah, I was I was a fan. I saw Skindred live a couple times, and you're right. It's probably around 2004, somewhere around there. Yeah. They were bringing an interesting take onto the scene, for sure. Yeah, the the, rag, the reggae punk metal kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm a huge fan of Nonpoint myself, and they kind of paved the oh, way same. a little bit for them. Uh, I think I heard Nonpoint back in the day when they used to cover um, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins for, uh, I think it was on their album originally now, <laughs> uh, the new Miami Vice TV series uses that. Yeah, and the movie, yeah. I think, did as well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was the movies, the movie. Yeah, it's kind of sad because they have a couple masterpiece albums before that actually came out and they got popular from it. But they are a bunch of awesome guys and they've always put in like tons and tons of hard work just traveling everywhere and playing all the time. So I have a lot of respect for them. Yeah, and uh, Mice and Men playing along with Devtones and Chevelle. I wouldn't be surprised if they were end up on the tour with those two bands because they're starting to get into that kind of sound. Right. Dad Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dad rock. <laughs> <laughs> Call back from last week. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to a couple more tours here. That sounds great, actually, for sure. And then we've got the Chaos Tour. So this is Attila with Chelsea Grin, Amur, and Siler. And Ty, I know you're a big fan of Siler, right? Um, I was a fan of theirs back in the day when they first first started out before they got big. Then they kind of lost me on the Dead BEP and uh I liked a couple songs of To Whom I May Concern, but I'm definitely looking forward to this new one because the new one sounds like they're going a very, very new direction and very different take on the stuff that they've done in the past. And for them to be on the big tour after they got off a couple tours with New Year's Day and uh, another tour that they did before this one, yeah, it's definitely going to be a good way to close out the year and keep people's hopes anticipating the newer stuff that's coming out August 26th. Sounds good. What about you, Jackson? Is this a show you would check out? To be honest, not really. I'm not a huge fan of Attila's New Direction. I'm definitely not a huge fan of Amur, and I know Ian isn't either. <laughs> we made fun of him pretty recently on one of the episodes. Yeah, and if I were yeah, if I were to go to see that show, it would be just me being uh, seeing Siler, just not um, feel like I wasted my money because I'm not really interested in seeing any of those three bands ever again. Yeah, All right, well, the that, venues yeah. they play at are probably pricey ones that you wouldn't pay just to see like one or two bands and. It's not yeah. worth it, the whole package. And yeah, I, the whole package has to be good. That's my issue, too. And I think they're playing Worcester, and that's just too far, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. They're not even playing uh, New York City, and that's Siler's hometown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you had mentioned their uh, their album release party, right? Yeah, it's uh, October, I mean August 27th at uh, Webster Hall There you go. with a bunch of other New York locals. Well, we'll definitely do an album review for Siler, though. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So next tour we've got, and I think this is the last tour that was announced. I, there were a couple. I think there was a Sleeping with Sirens tour that was also. Yeah, with the state champs and Tonight Alive. They have a good amount of bands except for the Sleeping with Sirens part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Tonight Alive is pretty good. Yeah, Tonight Alive and also uh, Neck Deep as well. Like our state champs, right? Is is Neck Deep with them too or is it just state champs? I thought there was like no, another person. State champs. Oh, okay. State champs yeah, are state good. Champs. Yeah, I like state champs. But I have to really i have to like the headliner in order to go yeah. to a show and that's what yeah. and they're playing a big venue too so it's just like eh it wouldn't be worth it yeah but for everyone else if you're a big fan go ahead check it out i know they just announced the tour so make sure you can get your tickets soon because i'm assuming they probably go on sale tomorrow 
or this day for Friday would be my guess. There's also yeah, probably. another good show of uh, Wonder Years, Real Friends, Moose Blood, and Seaway also coming. That's the one I got confused with, even though I thought Neck Deep because I, I, I put some of them like Real Friends into that category. So I messed right. it up. Yeah, yeah. Pierce the Veil is touring with Neck Deep and I Prevail. That's that. That's the Neck Deep tour. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good one. And that tour package lands with the Texas Mutiny that I was talking about. Oh, okay. That's when they come to Dallas. Gotcha. That makes sense. Let's end this tour section with a big one. And I think we can all agree on this one. It's the yeah, aggressive I, tour. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take this one, Ty? Yeah, the aggressive tour. Beartooth headlining with Every Time I Die, Fit for a King, and All Wounds as support. Definitely going to that one because I love all four of those bands. It's going to be a craze fest because of Beartooth and Every Time I Die and Fit for a King and Old Wounds. Definitely a mixed package because Beartooth has a little bit like the melodic hardcore with a little post-hardcore-ish. And Every Time I Die bringing their brand of metalcore, math rock, southern rock style. Fit for a King bringing their heaviness and Old Wounds bringing their very raw hardcore punk style. So yes, definitely check out Aggressive Tour. I will definitely be there. Come say hi. Sounds good. Jackson, are you going to be able to go? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a great tour. I'm a huge fan of Fit for a King, hailing from Dallas, Texas, of course. They got their new album dropping pretty soon, October 7th, Death Grips. Just so you guys know, March, March yeah. pre-order bundles are ready. Yeah, they um, need to also drop a really it. big fan of Beartooth. Yeah, they, Fit for a King needs to drop that single already. And every time I die, I drop two singles off the album, Low Teens, that's coming out August. And Beartooth's yeah. uh, aggressive album is already out. All Wounds album's already out. Pick those two up. Every time I die for Furricane, be on the lookout for those because they'll be dropping in the next month. That's why the fall is the best season right now. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't fucking Actually, want summer the, to end. This is pissing me off. Right. But uh, Fit for a King, but by the time this, this show is out, right. Fit for a King will have a new single release because they do release one on the 17th. Right. I can't wait for that. We'll be reviewing all this stuff. I mean, we'll be talking about it for sure. Yeah, it seemed like, like we said, the news kind of dwindled a little bit this week. But I'm sure by next week we'll have like a ton of extra stuff to go over. Should be hot. All right. Let me go over some tour things. So I'm going to start off with the tour I went to first, which was I Prevail. And then we had opening with Bad Seed Rising, My Enemies and I, and The White Noise. So now I was very excited about this tour. This is the first tour, and I'm going to ask you both if you've ever seen this before. This is the first tour I've ever been to where every band only had an EP. Has that ever happened besides local bands? Uh, well, I think all the EP stuff is all local bands for me, but because everybody has EPs dropping the very, very few full-length albums. But yeah, never happening with a big show like that or anything of that matter. What about you, Jackson? Yeah, I've never seen that before either, but... I mean, that takes some serious talent. You have a full tour package off of not a single album adding all the bands together. Mm -hmm. That's pretty great if you ask me. I prevail soon releasing a new album, but... Yeah, it's not October. Every, every band on that package got such a good first EP that they get this recognition. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I've never seen that except from local bands. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. And they were selling out in a lot of places. Like, I don't know if you guys seen any of their social media stuff, but the crowds they were taking pictures with and, and talking with were pretty damn huge. So I was pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that sounds impressive to me. It really was. Jackson, what were you going to say? 
I Prevail is blowing up. I mean, oh, yeah. everybody, they're a hot band right now. Everybody's got to go out and see them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure their album is one of the most anticipated albums right now. Oh, absolutely. And they've got, it's, you know, it's good for them. It's a little unfortunate for us kind of thing where it was so many, uh, like, 16-year-old girls that were just totally uh, in love. Like, it was funny. As soon as they got off stage, there was just a huge group line in the back and it was just all like you know I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit but it was it was so many younger girls just waiting for them and they I gotta say they killed it though I mean every band on this tour was really good and Bad Seed Rising I don't know if you guys have heard any of their stuff yet they are very young they're like 18 or 20 or something like that and they're polished they know what they're doing they've got a uh, a woman fronting them who does uh, the melodic screaming and like melodic and the screaming part as well? So the clean and unclean vocals does a very good job, and they have a new album that's going to be coming out. I think a little bit before I Prevails does, but right now they just have the EPs. But they did a very very good job. My enemies and I are fucking awesome. Like they're a great band. If you guys haven't listened to them yet, uh, the singer does both clean and unclean vocals as well. Uh, they did really a really talented. great job. Yeah, they were they were a little bit different from people. It took them a little bit to connect with the crowd, but once they did, <laughs> yeah. yeah, once they did, though, they that. had them. Have either of you seen pictures of the front man before? Yeah, they have the pain and all that on his belly and the black eyes and yeah, all he, that good stuff that the sixteen-year-olds weren't exactly ready for. No, they weren't. Not after not after seeing Bad Seed Rising, <laughs> then waiting for I Prevail to come out. There's yeah, no way. <laughs> But they did connect to the crowd, and when they did, it was awesome. And I, I, they're one of my favorite on that on that tour. So I'm hoping to talk to those guys soon. That would be pretty awesome. And then the White Noise came out, and their singer or their screamer is separated this time. So this was the first one on the show where they were separated. And then obviously I Prevail has two different. They have the clean and the unclean, where the clean also does some unclean vocals as well. They actually switch a couple times. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Um, yeah, I've definitely heard the EP from White Noise. It's really good. Yeah. But that stuff that you're talking about now, never really heard of it. I Prevail? I Prevail and uh, Bad Seed Rising. Yeah, yep. I definitely heard those bands, but never really listened to them. All right, you should definitely give them a chance. They they yeah, are very good. Yeah, I Prevail. Yeah, the White yeah, Noise. Right now. Yeah, I think Bad Seed Rising sounds like a younger in this moment or something like that. I could see a little bit of that. I can see a little bit yeah. of that for sure. Maybe a little Picture Me Broken as well uh, yeah something like that yeah and i i'm i love that like i love a woman fronted band I, i'm a big fan i like the dichotomy of the tones and everything so i'm a big fan of that but yeah the white noise killed it as well and then damn man everybody was just jumping when i prevail came out i mean this is a band who's been touring off the same ep for like two two and a half years somewhere around there like it's a long time that they were that they were touring off of that, and right before they came out on stage, they rickrolled people. They did the Rick Astley oh. song, but oh, they did God. but they did the full song. And here's the scary part, guys. Here's the scary part. I am all for rickrolling people. I think it's fucking hilarious. I think if you go to a bar to a crowded bar and they have one of those touch tunes, and you pay extra to have your song interrupt. <laughs> other people's song and it's rick astley it's fucking hilarious it's still funny it's still funny to this day yeah i don't know why it is but it's still but the problem is when you play the song from the beginning and then the crowd sings along and gets excited 
I, and non-ironically, non-ironically, that was scary. So I got really freaked out. I was like, whoa, these kids, I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. But at least I Prevail came out and they did an awesome job. They yeah. really know how to work the crowd. Their music plays perfectly live. Like, it's, it's like it was formulated just to play live almost. Like, they just, they know what they're doing. They did Blank Space, of course, because they, they had to. And then they did a medley of covers, which is pretty cool, too, where they did Pantera and Linkin Park and a couple of other people as well. So that was pretty fun. And they played three brand new songs. And what I was actually impressed with was they started out, the first song they came out and played was brand new. Really? Was yeah. it one of the singles or was it just a brand new, like no one's heard? I think they started with Scars. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was something people knew, but still, that's pretty ballsy to come out to. I, I know they had the, you know, they had everyone in the palm of their hands, but to come out and play a right. brand new track. And then I think they ended on a brand new track as well, like their encore, which no one had heard or something like that. So I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah, when you're that good, you can get away with things like that. I mean, they really do deserve the respect that they're getting from the fans. I mean, they have positive feedback. Uh, it's one of those bands that you never really hear people talk bad about. Very true. Yeah, just, yeah, just hope they're not turning into another uh, younger crowd uh, pertained band like Sleeping with Sirens and Pierce the Veil are. Well, yeah, I don't think. Whoa, they hold on! I think you put Pierce the Veil in that in that category. I am <laughs> yeah. disappointed with you, Ty. You're telling me that you don't like Misadventures? Nah, I, I, they lost me after um, a couple songs off uh, Selfish Machines. That's it. Oh no! Oh, sorry, Ty Rock City. Yeah, Jackson, I am. I'm sorry to interrupt you on this one. Ty, you need to listen to Misadventures. It's one of the most perfect post-hardcore albums ever made. It's going to go down as one of the best. Now, look, I'm trying not to, because you know how much music I love. I'm trying yeah. not to overblow this or anything, but. Seriously, Misadventures right now is tied for first or in second place for me. And I'm going to tell you who my first is later or tied for first. But I'm just surprised. You haven't even given it a chance? Uh, not at all. Oh, my gosh. Not at all. Not at all. I don't know. This is, this is worse than Jackson saying that 21 Pilots is the all-time favorite band. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! No, so, yeah, Ty, you that's... have to hear it. It's such a good album. It's like one. It's I'm one sorry, of I just not really into that band. I'm just really not well, into Pierce the Veil anymore. No, I understand. If you're not into the band, then that's understandable. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we have, have so many like the band because they didn't really change that much. Yeah, we have three perspectives on the show. That's why we do it. Is because everyone's got a different taste, and we're trying to bring everything to the masses while also have like interesting discussions about things. I'm just super shocked. That's all. I just you know, wasn't expecting. <laughs> I love the shock factor. I thought you said shock master. Oh my gosh. So that that was a great show. If you guys get a chance, I would highly recommend going to see those bands live. The next one, the tough one for me, was I went to see Deftones Deftone? with Refused and Spotlights. And I don't know, have you guys heard of Spotlights before? Nah, never heard of them until just now. Yeah, they're no, they're sludge you. or glaze music. I mm. I don't really know what that means. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, the sludge and glaze. I would definitely see them with uh like a Deftones uh, kind of deal because they do a little bit like uh some sludgy songs here and there. But yeah, never heard of them. Let's just say they don't work in a big amphitheater. 
Let's oh, just, yeah, let's just say that. One of those bands. Yeah. Uh, so this was a larger venue than I normally go to see. It's like half indoor, half outdoor. And I'm not oh. going to name it now because I need to talk to them before I completely go off on them. Suffice it to say, I spent a large amount of money on having a third row ticket because I love Deftones and I may never see them again. So I really was like, hey, I don't normally do this, but I really want to see Deftones again. And my seat was obstructed view, even though they didn't say it on the ticket. And it was one of the worst sounding shows that I've ever heard because they had 20 feet of amplified amplified subwoofers on the ground right next to the front row. So you could oh, only God. hear you could only hear the bass. What was oh, the that's it's that's just not good. Yeah, it's not good. And then they had these uh because I guess they were obstructive view, even though they didn't say they were obstructive view on the ticket, which is what they're by law. I think they have to tell you that. Yeah. They have these screens on the side, which are supposed to you know play what's happening on the stage because you can't see it. Well, the one on my side was out, so he didn't even have that. So for the entire show, it was just shit. So yeah, I mean, look, Refused was good, like from what I could see of them being in the third row, which is you would think, hey, he would have a perfect view. Apparently not. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, Refused was good. Hardcore punk, like they came out into the audience, like I had never gotten to see them before. So that was great. Deftones were very good. Like they play a lot of new stuff. And they don't play some of the old stuff that you're really hoping for them to play. It's just they've evolved into what they are now. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. You saved me a trip out pretty much because I was thinking of going to the show, the Coney Island Amphitheater, August 5th. But yeah. I didn't really get a chance to go. But luckily, you saved me a lot of that uh, <laughs> that show review stuff. So. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't want to take away from the Deftones like they're still great. But yeah, they're, they're classic band. Yeah. But White Pony is definitely a classic. Diamond Eyes is a classic. Everything else. But. The newest one, uh, Gore, I think it's a, definitely took a lot of like time to get used to because right. it's very, very different from what they're usually doing as opposed to the stuff. But Chino Marino and Deftones, definitely a great band. Yeah, I will definitely have more rant to go on depending on how they answer my questions about what they're going to do about my experience. So I don't want to trash the venue completely, but believe me, it's coming. I yeah. will... I will never, ever <laughs> go to that show, and I will trash them for forever if they do yeah, not. Depending. Yes, on depending the, on how. On <laughs> depending. Yeah, because they could very easily make everything right. So I don't want to go yep. into that yet. But I just want to let yeah. you know, just go see Deftones, but just remember what they are now. They are not exactly the same, even though Chino's still awesome. Like, they're still a great band. They can't play everything they have anymore. It's just not the way yeah. it is. Yeah, they're getting older, so yeah. Very true. All right, let's get to something everyone's been waiting for with bated breath, I'm sure. Let's do the brand new Amity Affliction album, This Could oh. Be Heartbreak. Yep. Uh, let me just say right now, I definitely like the one song that they have on there, which is called All Fucked Up. It's very different from what they've been doing for the past couple albums. Sure. And just to hear Joel do some singing vocals is like a really refreshing take on everything, but everything else is pretty much like a usual Amity Affliction album. Nothing really like really sparked my interest and be like, I would like to listen to that album over and over again, as opposed to what I did with Chasing Ghosts and a couple songs off of uh, Let the Ocean Take Me. So yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely check out All Fucked Up and hopefully they'll be going in that direction in the future and move away from the whole death theme stuff. 
Yeah, I want to start off by saying I really enjoyed the album. I really like it. But one thing I want to ask you guys is, did you know that there was someone else singing on All Fucked Up and a couple of the other songs yes. before he said that? Right. See, I didn't I did. notice that, and I feel like a shithead for that. Well, you shouldn't. I mean, look, it's still difficult. I don't know. I, I think that, uh, what's his name, Aaron. I think Aaron has a relatively unique voice, so I think that's right. why I picked up on it because of that but if that had been any other band i don't know if i would have because they literally i think joel has never sang clean on anything until yeah, this I don't album. Think he has right so yeah, that's that's what made that so different and striking was that he hasn't done it before so that's the only reason why i think i picked up on it yeah as soon as i read on like um the track listing or whatever that joel is going to be singing clean vocals and i'm like all right let me listen to that since I'm probably going to have to hear it for um, in the near future in case anybody asks me about it. Then I'll just let yeah, me listen to it. It's not the... just all fucked up. It's on two other songs, I believe. Some Friends and I think I Bring the Weather with Me. One of those, I do know that he did it on two other songs too. I, don't... I couldn't tell on any of them. I'd have to go back and hear it again now. I, don't... I saw the video for uh, uh, Bring the Weather with Me. I don't think he sang on that one. He just did all screams and Aaron just um, did his clean parts on that one. I, I yeah I don't think he did it on the singles because when you watch mm. those videos they never show him do it but nah. that doesn't mean that that's the way it works yeah I'm a big fan of this album the problem is with Amity Affliction is the same as always is that even though I really connect to it it's very formulaic it's yeah. clean vocals unclean vocals repeat you know what they're doing all the time but what I did like I mean it's plenty of breakdowns the soaring sing-alongs, you know, all that kind of stuff is there. That is Amity Affliction. Like, we know that everyone's going to sing the chorus during the concert. Like, we know all that kind of stuff. But what did give me hope was exactly what, Ty, you said, and what, Jackson, you jumped on as well, was that there were some differences. All Fucked Up is, like, a completely different song than they've ever had. Right. So that's something big. And then adding Joel doing some of the clean vocals as well was something. And then I heard some more guitar solos, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. So if this is them maturing a little bit and realizing they can go in another direction, then this is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, this album definitely had a lot more guitar work into it, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I think the guitarist, the name is Dan. Yep. And he did amazing. I mean, the entrance to every song... Is not like it was on Let the Ocean Take Me, where it was more like a produced kind of entrance. This was just straight up great guitar talent to open up almost every single song. So that was really refreshing to hear. But just like you said, really formulaic, you know, scream, don't scream, scream, <laughs> don't scream, drop, sing, yeah. boom. And it's, but it's just, they're so good at it because any band can do that. Right. And they couldn't get away with it. This band, to me, gets away with it. And because that's, of how yeah. catchy every single song yeah, is. Yeah, oh, it's catchy as fuck. And that's the thing, too, is some of these tracks sound like old Amity Affliction tracks. Like, if you yeah. could probably really go through and search out and do a split track on a couple of these, you would hear and be like, wait a second, that's really similar. But I guarantee you that if you go see their show, you would know what song they were singing when they're doing it. Right. That's talent in a way. And it's also just in a way. It really lucky in a way, too. Like, I don't know how they continue to do it. You would think at some point they'd run into themselves, but they really don't. And personally for me, I still relate to these lyrics a lot. And I still love what they sing about. 
So for me, I'm still connected to it. And that's why it doesn't go away from me. So for me, my tracks were I Love Nightmare, All Fucked Up, and Some Friends especially. But this is an album I can listen to front to back. I really, really enjoy it. And there's some, you know, there's some cliche lyrics. I forget what track it is. I think it's actually Some Friends. Uh, yeah, but they say, friends. yeah, what goes around comes around. You could have probably thought of something a little bit better <laughs> than that. But Yeah, I agree. In general, though, I think this is going to end somewhere on, you know, top 20, top 30 albums of this year, which is still with how much music we listen to. I can see myself like some of these tracks have already gone in my playlist, like they're going to be circulating around for a long time. I actually haven't stopped listening to the album from front to back since it came out again. You know, it's the same Amity, but it's it just in a way it's different every time. And I do know that this is actually going to be the last time they talk about this theme because I did read up on an interview that Joel just did where he said the next album is going to be more of a storytelling album. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah, so he said this is going to be the last negative suicidal <laughs> death yeah, because, album that they do because that's literally the last yeah, three or the, four the albums. Suicide, yeah, the suicide death theme is really getting tiring already. But see, I guess I always looked at it as they're so anti that right. that it's uplifting suicide never stopped so i mean it's really not an issue i mean this is still an ongoing issue in the world so if they want to sing about it 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 has purpose right yeah be more positive no but that's what see ty i agree with you but i also i think they are being positive by singing about this stuff like i think that's the difference is i get uplifted by hearing this stuff i don't get depressed because they're anti-suicide. They're anti-all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, the Chasing Ghost cover controversy with the person look like they're hanging from the tree and whatnot. Sure. I love that album still, oh, yeah. front to back. But yeah, that whole thing, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that's what they're going to do. Like, I'm really, really excited. But I know this album is going to continue to get plays for me. And that's what really matters is when I connect to an album, it's going to continue to play for months and months and years and years. It yeah. sticks. Yeah, exactly. With all the great albums coming out, I still think this one's going to stick around for me. Same. All right. Well, let's go on to the next one then. I believe we're going to be talking about Cienvar, right? Stay Lost? Yep. Yep. I heard the album front to back one night on the way to work. And definitely, like, if you want to hear uh, Will Swan's guitar work with a little bit of, like, a dance, Gavin dance, a lot like birds kind of stuff, and you want to hear something like Anthony Green singing over it, Cienvar is your band. Exactly. Yes, it's technical. Very technical. The singing is great. Some screams every once in a while. So if you're yeah. you know, into that, you're going to get hit every couple of times. Uh, I think they do a very good job. The only problem with this album I had was I didn't connect to it. Like, I don't yeah. know if it's an album that I'll continue. Like, I'll, I'll give it some more runs, but it's just not something where I'm just like, wow, that one really blew me away. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would definitely uh, continue to listen to CM Var all, all the time. Like, depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Well, is there a specific mood that that one would... Because it's kind of like a little math Corey, right? Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of a math Corey mix of like a little bit dance, Gavin Dance, and Circa Survive, like old school Circa. Sure. So if you want to listen to that kind of stuff and you're into that kind of stuff, definitely give it a few spins, see if you like it. If you want to listen to Circa Survive by themselves, go back and listen to that. Or right. if you want to listen to Dance, Gavin Dance by themselves, then go listen to that. But there's always like three sides to everything. There's Circa, there's Dance, Gavin Dance, and there's everything in between. And it's like a rule of 10. Three people are going to like Circa Survive, three people are going to like Dance, Gavin Dance, and four are going to be like, 
on the fence about it and listen to something that's a mix of both or just likes both bands at the same time. Right. And there's a new Dance Gavin Dance album coming out soon, too. So everyone yeah, can be October, happy about that. October, October 7th. 7th. Yep. There we go. Now, uh, Jackson, you get a chance to listen to this? Yes, I did. Uh, just like you guys said, a really technical album. My favorite tracks were definitely Stay Lost and Bed Roots. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good album. I do actually catch myself listening to it more than just the first run by. Oh, okay. You do have to be in a certain mood to listen to it, but right, right. I guess I'm in that mood a lot, <laughs> okay. whatever mood that is. But yeah, I do definitely see where you guys are coming from, though. It's not an album that I don't think will stick for too long, gotcha. but it really does have a good technical side to it. It's a really good, refreshing outside of the usual listen to music that I do listen to. Right. So, I mean, it, it's a good album in my oh yeah in my thing. No, they're extremely talented. Like that's the thing is we talk about a lot. That's why album reviews are nice to just talk about. You know, we get to hear each other's opinions and we get to put it out for everybody. But everyone's going to latch on or connect or not connect to whatever albums are best for them. So these guys are extremely talented. It's just that one didn't connect to me as much as Amity Affliction did. And that might have something to do with what I normally like to hear. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now, we have a special segment that we might be continuing on <laughs> for longer. It's going to be either it's going to be either Ty's time or Ty's take. One of these two. But Yeah, we should have we should have a vote on this. Whatever name sounds perfect, we'll go with that. And then we'll make a whole drop like and stuff. Take. Since now I'm going to yeah. be able to do like sound effects and all that kind of stuff, we'll figure out something. So we'll have that. So, all right, so I guess Ty's take will be the name, and we'll jump right into it. Do it up, man. All right, so last but not least, the final album review is of an artist on Sumerian Records, female solo alternative pop indie artist. It's called Dreamings. You probably hear her on one of Darkest Hours songs on the self-titled album, and you could hear probably a couple songs on the What Now movie on Sumerian Films. It's called The Eternal Lonesome. It dropped August 5th. It's definitely uh, outside of the norm thing of what uh, normally we listen to, like the metalcore punk kind of stuff. But this definitely is more of like a alternative pop kind of like dancey album. And you wouldn't expect a label like Sumerian Records, who's notorious for progressive metalcore bands and hardcore bands, to sign an artist like that. So, yeah, definitely check uh, check out if you're into like old school 80s music, if you will, definitely check it out. Like a Ghost. Um I have a couple of tracks because the first couple of tracks on that album, they released the singles for the first like little like promotional runs, if you will. So, yeah, definitely check out Like a Ghost is definitely one of my favorite songs. Uh, Area 51 and another one called Teen Dream Death Machine and Battle Mountain. Definitely check out this album. If you don't like it, then that's fine. If you like that kind of stuff, much power to you. You're probably just as bigger person as I am. <laughs> is that how you end this? Yeah, that's hilarious. Ty's take. Yeah, that's Ty's take right there. If you like what he likes, then you're a great person. If you don't, then fuck you. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, now uh, I think we are going to go to the breakdown from the past, or you guys want to do upcoming albums? I'll do an upcoming album or two. I'll start us off with. Um, Broken Wings uh, is called uh, Disintegrator. It's coming out 
August 19th, I think it is. It, yes. uh, if you guys are not familiar with Unbroken Wings, there there were an old school metalcore band from back in the day. They started in 2001, broke up in 2007, then reunited in 2008, and they're still going. Their album is coming out on Artery Recordings, and they dropped two singles i think and yeah it's definitely uh definitely a little bit of like uh the old school metalcore flavor being brought back i think it's something that i'm gonna have to listen to over time just to see what kind of direction they take on this one it's probably gonna be the old school metalcore they used to do back in the day or they're probably gonna do their thing with a little bit of like a new core twist to it something like that i'm looking forward to hearing that yeah, it's definitely an album that I'll definitely be looking into. I heard a couple of their singles recently because I just started getting into them. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked to hear the new stuff. I hope it kind of sounds like their older stuff, but of course, always the new take like Ty said. Exactly. So I'll follow that up with the uh, the Color Morale is coming out on Friday with their new album, Desolate Divine on Fearless Records. So I lost track a little bit of Color Morale I kind of went back and forth with some of their stuff, but I like the new stuff that I'm hearing right now, so I'm looking forward to giving this a shot. Yeah, I heard one new song. I think it was like the very, very first single that they dropped on YouTube, walls. and they have a video for. Yeah, Walls. I think, yeah, I think it was Walls, yeah, but definitely, um, I think I kind of fell off with Colored Morale after New Hope dropped, and I love uh, uh, No Hope, but the one after that, that I didn't really get into. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I fell off the color morale train but i really like not just walls the single they released but also paperclip wings and i can't remember but they have released a third single and they're all really solid to me i can't wait to hear what the rest of the album sounds like so hopefully this gets me back to listening to them yeah same here i have a good feeling about this album same. yeah yeah he probably uh garrett uh is gonna probably sound more like johnny craig like he's been doing on the past two albums i think yeah i think so too <laughs> yeah that's for sure so yeah we'll give this one a shot and we'll see what it's like and uh, Bayside uh, Vacancy on Hopeless Records. Yes, and I know you guys aren't huge fans, but I am really looking forward to this so much. <laughs> like, I can't even tell you <laughs> how much I... Like, this is one of those ones where I know, like, as soon as I wake up on Friday morning, I'm just going to have it on repeat for a while. Like, that is just going to go straight through. Because every song they have is like an adventure. And they should take, they should take my fucking quote and put that on their album. Like it should yeah, say, put it on the album review. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ian hates music. Says every fucking track on this album is like an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna have like the self-titled album and the Walking Wounded on repeat a lot of the time. Ah, uh, well, look, I understand they are amazing albums, but yes, I, yeah. I'm just looking forward to this one. So we'll see how it goes. And then last one for this week is an EP. It's Bad Case of Big Mouth, and I know we had talked about them a little while before. Uh, they're like easy core, kind of easy core, hardcore, somewhere around there. And they have a new EP coming out called Break It to Build It. And I'm very much looking forward to that. Jackson, I don't know. How do you feel about easy core? Because we don't get to talk about that that much. When it comes to easy core, the bands I think of is maybe like a common courtesy kind of a day to remember. Would that would that be what you consider easy core? Like abandon all bears or abandoned yes. by bears? Abandon. Kind of? Abandoned by bears. I like how you said abandon all bears, like abandon all ships. <laughs> a, yeah, I just think what I got mixed up with. I just look at Easy Core as like a four year strong, and I'm pretty sure you heard of uh, Fight Fair, who yeah, Fight Fair, yeah. are from like California. Sure. Yeah, uh, like a uh, Fight Fair, four year strong, uh, kind of like a more pop punk, uh, something like that. But I think more, I think more, yeah, something like those bands. I mean, yeah. uh, what is it? Uh, 
oh no the bees not the bees uh there something like yeah i heard of that yeah i love that i believe they took that from wicker man i fucking love that i thought that was great they're good also uh crunkosaurus rex is great as well like i i actually i like a lot of easy core did you say Crunkosaurus Rex? That's yeah. what, that's what you said. That's, that, that, right? that's actually a band name. Yeah, yeah. that's an amazing <laughs> okay, that, bad name, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just wanted to just wanted to clarify that that's a name. Yep. Yeah. So I just I thought, was gonna I, name my next band that, but yeah. I guess that's out. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Jackson. Stop we, ripping people off. Yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> but as soon as I heard the name Crunkosaurus Rex or read it somewhere online, I just immediately thought of Broken Side, and they're terrible. Oh well, let's not. Come on, don't do that to them. <laughs> I'm talking about good music here. Like, oh. I thought about like maybe I set my friends on fire or something. Oh, that uh, <laughs> when they did that cover, <laughs> what was that cover they did? Uh, crank that. Crank that. That's what Soldier they. Soldier Boy. Yep, Soldier Boy. Yep. I've I've unfortunately oh. seen them do that live. Oh. Oh boy. Oh yeah. That yeah was... I don't think I've ever saw. I don't think I ever saw. Uh, I set my friends on fire. Like maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Talk about someone who can't sing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really, really bad. I but they anyway. say that they're from Miami, and that's where I was born. And it's just like, man, that's the band that comes out of Miami. You should, Damn. you should feel ashamed. <laughs> hey, but hey, but but I like to think of it as okay. But I'm from Florida, and Florida has Mayday Parade, A Day oh, to Remember, tons. Wage War, Framework. I mean, come on, yeah. we we got a good track record. Yes, that yeah, is but true. Not, Under but not like a, come on, Under but not like a really good band out of Miami of all places. Yeah, right. I mean, if Jersey Shore can do uh, their season in Miami, then a good band could come out of Miami. <laughs> We're talking about bad music. Bad case yeah, of big, sure. bad case of big mouth has a new EP, and they're fucking awesome. So we we got off on a sidetrack talking about you know not even Easycore. I'm a huge fan of Easycore. I'm hoping to have some bands on to kind of spread more of the word of that kind of genre because I am a big fan. So we'll see where that goes. But definitely check out the CP because this band deserves it. They put a lot of hard work in. Yeah, you had me at the title for a second. Bad Case of Big Mouth? Not uh, to break it, to build it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, Ty, you would put on a couple that aren't out this week, but they're out in a couple weeks. Yeah, I don't think we're going to talk about that for at least another. Yeah, give okay. them a little bit more time. Yeah, all right. Well, we have plenty. Everyone's got plenty of bands now. Color Morale, Bayside, Bad Case of Big Mouth, and On Broken Wings. All of those are coming out this Friday, so you got plenty of music. And I'm sure we're missing something, so if we're missing something, please let us know. Uh, that's a good way. It should have been a day to remember. Yeah, it should have been. I know. But now I'm kind of like, okay, we've got enough good music. Like, it's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll wait till September 2nd. We're good. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Breakdown from the Past. Jackson, I'm going to start with you this time. What do you got? All right. I got a local band. Or actually, no, I take that back. They're not really a local band. They are from Dallas, Texas. They're called Yesterday is Today, and this was one of the first bands that got me kind of into the hardcore music genre. They're a Christian band, and actually, I enjoyed them so much. My first tattoo was actually lyrics of one of their songs. Oh, damn. So, yeah, so they stuck with me, and then after listening to them for so long and really enjoying their Testimony EP, they broke up last year, and they had their last show. So when did so, you when did you get your tattoo undone then? <laughs> I did not actually add it to it. To be honest, I made it even cooler and better after that. Nice. So you so you basically started off with just the lyrics, and you just added a little bit more like uh, flair to it. If you that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, because okay, the song <laughs> that I love from them, or I like the whole EP, but the song was called Broken Walls, and okay. one of the lyrics they have says, "Beyond the stars, I see perfection." 
and that lyric really stuck yes. with me. Yes, that's not bad. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I I definitely got like, you on that. I got yeah, you on so that. to me, I was like, wow, you know, that's a different, cli- it's not a cliche Christian lyric like you usually hear. And I said, I really like that. I want that to be my first tattoo. Bam, so I did it, and it was just words. And then I added a background to that. Later on down the line, I added a sky and the moon and stars and a cross up in the sky. Okay. So to paint the picture of the lyric. That's that's pretty sick. Yeah, so that band stays with me forever, and it really sucked when they broke up. But, hey, all good things come to an end at one point. There you go. But, but yeah, like bands who make lyrics that have them – have their fans tattoo on them that's kind of impressive ty do you have any tattoos uh i only have one but it's not a band lyric though well we'll all get our matching ian hates tattoos at some point so yeah yeah oh man all right ty take us away 21 pilots tattoo oh (laughs) dude that's like the best compliment you could ever give the show since 21 pilots like your favorite band no 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 I was hoping that would happen because you're such a huge fan of that band. I know. That's oh, yeah. why I was like, this is like high class. Yeah. <laughs> Set the bar a little higher, if you will. I know, right? All right. So Breakdown from the Past, a band from the good classic metalcore days of Orange County, California. They're called Bleeding Through. One of my favorite, all-time favorite bands from like my high school days up until they broke up 2014. I got into them first time in 2003 when the album called This Is Love, This Is Murderous came out. Mm-hmm. Definitely a metalcore classic uh, album of all time. And I basically followed them up until like past, the past couple albums after that, from The Truth to Declaration to the self-titled to the final one which is like their seventh album called the great fire because they had so much history from the band starting from 2008 they started as a breakneck and they used to cover integrity songs and they were like kind of like doing what like what everybody else wasn't doing at the time by throwing in keyboards in the mix after they changed their name to bleeding through and they had pretty much people come and go like a couple members from like throwdown and 18 visions coming in filling in on different like bass parts and guitar parts here and there and they finally solidified their lineup after an album called Portrait of a Goddess came out on Indecision Records 2001 or two, I think it is. Then the, uh, the lineup that really, like, they came on the map with from This Is Love, This Is Murders, Through the Truth, all the way up to the writing of Declaration is when they started really blowing up, and that's when Metacore started really become, like, looked at as, like, the new popular thing, and they were, like, the main forerunners of that band, along with Killswitch Engage and trivium and 18 visions and throwdown and poison the well and stuff like that so yeah definitely check out bleeding through this is love this is murderous classic album the truth classic album declaration all the way up to the great fire when they switched over to rise after a shitty uh, dispute with trust kill records oh so yeah yeah definitely check out bleeding through all-time favorite band wow wait you did an all-time favorite band during your breakdown from the past Yep. Wow. And they're not and they're not together anymore. And if you want to listen to more of what the vocalist Brandon Chappetti is doing, he has a podcast up called Brandon Chappetti's Podcast. Or if you want to listen to uh, music, he has a, a solo band called The Iron Sun. And they have a EP or a nine track EP called Enemy is on their own his own label, Pure Evil Records, and he plays with a live lineup. So they play mostly in California. So whatever you get word of an Iron Sun show, definitely check those guys out and You'll have uh, a chance to hear Chris Motionless on a song on Iron Sun and a couple of drum tracks of Shannon Lucas, who used to play drums in All That Remains and Black Dahlia Murder on a couple of songs. So, yeah, definitely bleeding through. Definitely worth checking out. There you go. Now, you hit on something that I actually 
am going to talk about more in the future, I think, and actually comes out during one of the conversations I have that I'm going to talk about at the end of the show. Uh, what is the deal? I almost went into like a Seinfeld thing there. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I know it's funny. We don't talk about other podcasts that much. What's with all these singers and people making their podcasts that already have bands? Um, I think yeah. uh, because uh, Brandon Cipetti's uh, uh, podcast usually talks about music and fitness. And he had uh, Davey Meese from Vanna for an interview. He had Chris Motionless for an interview. Alex from Atreyu well, on one. And... Stop selling them. <laughs> we got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bo Bogan uh, from Bless the Fall just started a podcast too. Yeah, I know. I don't. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish they would stop and do their own thing. Like, <laughs> like you already podcast. Yeah, right? yeah. You already yeah, have. Well, you're already famous. You already have music. Like, leave the podcasting to us. Like, let us <laughs> let us God, have this. Man. We don't have vocal talent. All right. Well, I mean, speak. Yeah. Hold on, Jackson. Let's. let's yeah, okay, um, Shane Toad has a. Yeah, Shane Toll has um, the lead singer syndrome podcast. Is, we the vocalists of bands being interviewed by Shane Toll of our favorite band Silverstein. Well, that's what I actually talk about. So I'll go into that later. I just I want to tell all these people to stop. Let us have podcasts. <laughs> like let us talk about this stuff, and you guys do your own thing. I'm just joking. Anyways, all right. So so, so Ian, I will. What's your breakdown? Yes, I will finish it off. So I picked a random band that. I believe only made one album, no EPs. I don't think they're together anymore. I think they might be on like indefinite hiatus or I don't know what exactly has happened. But they're on Probably. the label. Yeah, they're on the label Razor and Tie. It's a band called Incredible Me. And they had I a, remember them. They had an album called Established 2012. And that's when the album came out, I believe. Actually, it came out in 2013 because I think they started <laughs> they started as a band in like 2012 or something. But I thought for this album, for what it was, where it's the kind of poppy post-hardcore metalcore with a few like uh, electronic core elements thrown into it, for what it was, it's pretty solid. The singing is good. The guitar work is good. It's well-produced. Like, it's just one of those, it's not a throwaway album. You can really take the time and listen to this and know that there's talent there. It's just too bad for whatever reason they either never continued on or they're still working on on trying to get things together, whatever it happens to be. But I think it's a solid album for sure. And Ty, you said you've heard it before? Yeah, I heard the name and I think I've heard a track or two back in the day, but never really wasn't my thing. But yeah. You know, it's not as in-depth as, as one of Ty's favorite bands. But it's like one of those things where if you're just looking around on Spotify or something or you see the name, give it a listen because there are, I would say almost front to back, this is a great album. I don't think there's a bad track on it, but you could check out Sexy Out Loud's good, Call Trevor 337062. Yeah, it's got it. And then a phone number, funny track names and all that shit. But Troll band. Yeah, I think they do a good job though. So I would say yeah, it's, a, it's a short breakdown from the past for me, but I did enjoy this album. I think it's worth taking a listen. And that was kind of the reason why this segment was made was there are going to be those bands that are going to do one or two albums and then they're going to disappear. But that doesn't mean that what they did wasn't worth taking a listen to. Yeah. Right. So, you know, put it on, dance around a little bit, enjoy yourself. And that's that's what it's for. <laughs> that's <laughs> all you can do. Style. Yeah. Even with yeah. a lack of news. We still yeah. did a good <laughs> yeah, job here. It was dry this week. I'm pretty sure it's going to get better for next week. Plus, we've got a ton of reviews that we can do as well. So we'll just keep our ears open and we'll see what happens. But before I start doing the plugs, Jackson, do you have anything to plug? Nope. Just uh, keep on listening, guys. Thank you so much for every single listen. 
Yeah, guys, just keep listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We have all that great stuff. You know, we're everywhere. We like to talk. You know, rate us. You know, do everything you can to support us. Again, just thank you for listening. Yeah, pretty much follow us on social media. Keep listening. Rate us a five. It definitely helps us out a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, just uh, keep listening. Follow us. Talk to us. Ask us some questions. Hopefully, we'll probably get to taking some on-air calls or something like that. Whoa, yeah, you're def- going way too crazy now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I keep going about it This is if there's, like, an actual radio Believe show, me, I would love it. Sh- I used to do radio. I would fucking love it, but it's very so difficult cool. to get that, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. keep a lookout for my blog, Ty Rock City, music blog, entertainment blog. Follow me on Twitter on t- at Ty underscore Rock City, Instagram, Ty Rock City, and it's like I always say, expect nothing less, always. There you go. Now, I will round up all these things with a couple announcements as well. So like the guy said, we are very interactive. You can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Ian Hates Podcast. You can also talk on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. Uh, you can email. It's Gmail, IanHates at gmail.com. And then there's also a form on www.ianhates.com where you can get every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies. So I don't even need to talk about the movie one because there's so much stuff going on there. The Ian Hates Love is so close right now, which is I'm really looking forward to. So close. So close. So yeah, that's, I can't wait for a listen. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Artwork <laughs> artwork is on the way right now. So I'm very, awesome. very excited about awesome. that. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait for that. And now I would like to, before I make my announcement about some things coming up, I wanted to thank Alan from Snow White's Poison Bite again. I am a super fan of that band. It was really cool talking to him all the way in Finland. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I actually did that, as I, as I mentioned a long time ago, at 5 in the morning. So I was up at like 4.30 wow. in the morning doing it. So that's why my voice might sound a little bit different. But it was still a lot of fun talking to Alan. We're going to get a new Snow White's Poison Bite album in 2017, which I'm really looking forward to. So we got to play at the beginning of the show the song The End of Prom Night coming out of the conversation. I played Will You Meet Me in the Graveyard. And I'm going to give you one more taste of Snow White's Poison Bite at the end of the show. We're going to end with Lurking Inside of You and the outro because I thought it was pretty fitting for what we do here so I thought it was fun so well you get a lot of great tracks from Snow White's Poison Bite here so thank you once again to Alan it was a lot of fun talking to him I can't wait to have him back on the show to see them live just really super excited for the album and I know the horror crew is very excited as well I'm happy about that now on to the next announcement there are a few things that I can announce and I know that's teasing everybody but I am very very excited But I would also like to say how excited I am for this because I couldn't believe this happened. But next week, I'm going to have Garrett from Silent Planet on the show. And when I tell you that this was a really, really great conversation, I'm not kidding you. Like, I had so much fun. I'm pretty sure we talked about politics for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's he always gets into that every single time. We talked and that's where and that's what I was teasing before. That's where we talk about other podcasts and I mentioned about like <laughs> these other bands they have to stop honing in on our territory. Oh boy. <laughs> but it's very funny. It's very funny. I think we talked for about an hour and a half. I haven't that's decided funny. how I'm going to release that one. That might just be a separate show. 
So we'll see how that goes because there are other people that I'll be talking to as well. But that one is all set and done. And we have a couple of other ones too. So I'm trying to see when the best time is to put these out. And we'll go from there. But once again, Garrett from Silent Planet. And that's the other album that I have right now for best of the year. Oh, sweet. Yes. So I have it as my number one as well. So yeah, see, that's, we're all we're all really close on that stuff. So there's some really amazing albums this year. It's a very tight race, but at least for right now, that's that's way up there. So I was yeah, excited to talk be, about that. It's going to be difficult for me to put in my like top 10 albums of the year for me. It's going to be so much to oh, go sure. through. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. It's going to be a very, very like this is awesome for us. Because there's so much great music. Like, it makes total sense. It's great. But, yeah. So, Garrett on next week. Like to thank Alan once again. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Ty. Thank you, everyone who's listening, who's making this show great. Hopefully, you're enjoying yourself as much as we are. So, now, Jackson, I- I'm taking a chance. I'm going back to you. What do you got to What do you got to end the show for us? Everybody, keep jamming and rest easy. Nice. Great. Like I said, expect nothing less. And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.
Crew will be back again. 